This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. There you go. How about that? Ooh, I haven't even got to worry about that, Peter. It's That's almost lovely. like the little <laughs> fellas in the room, isn't it? Except, no, Justin's away. <laughs> Justin is holidaying himself. So he's away with last year's third kit, which looks a bit Newcastle-ish. Sorry, Ant. So expect pictures of the Badger to come at any time soon. But here we are to talk about not one, but two Sunderland previews with Ant. From how we're the lasses, first of all. I told you the accent would come on. That was all right, to be fair. He's done all right there, didn't he? And how are you doing, sir? Right. How you doing? I'm, I'm really well. Yeah, really good, mate. Thanks very much for having us back on. Uh, always enjoyed speaking to you guys. So, yeah, highlight of the season. Lovely stuff. Oh. Not being sarcastic. <laughs> Before we, well, just sarcasm is my speciality. And I do want to say congratulations for wearing a Sunderland shirt still with a Premier League badge on the sleeve. Don't think I haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, this was the last a weird Premier League strip that we had. So, yeah, I won it on eBay for like five quid. So, so um, yeah, I'm over the moon with it, to be fair. Love it. Very good, very good. Well, talking about Sunderland, let's go first of all, because we're filming, or we're filming, we're recording this ahead of the first Sunderland-Watford game, which is actually happening this weekend. That's happening on Sunday, where Watford women are travelling to play Sunderland now, uh, like 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 Watford, Sunderland. You don't play at you don't play at the Stadium of Light with the women. Where's the women's team located? Yeah, so we play at a place called Appleton, which is around about fifteen miles away from Sunderland. Uh, it's still relatively local. It's called the Appleton Colliery Welfare Host. that holds around about two thousand fans. Played a couple of times at the Stadium of Light in the last couple of years, but we had a quite a doomed double header where. Sunderland played the men's game first and the women's game. And then, unfortunately, it was the same week that Alex Neal left. So, obviously, everyone was like, 
all over the place anyway. Plus, then we got beat off Norwich, the men's side. So not many people stayed for the women, bless them. And it was a little bit of an anti-climax. So we haven't been back since. So fingers crossed we're back at some point. But yeah, we play our home games at Appleton. It's a lovely little ground, to be fair. Um, and the lasses, to be honest, make it a little bit of a fortress. And we still get really loud fans. So it's, it's still all right, to be fair. Very good, very good. Well, no, a, a lot of the teams don't play all their games, but then when you do play them, and we've had a few, especially at the end of last season, Vicarage Road, when you do get them, it it, it helps almost give a uh, give an extra boost for those people who are local but haven't travelled to where we play, which is which is Ricelip Manor, the home of Wildstone FC. So it's it's nice because it's compact. It's got it. It's normally got its own energy to it. It's got its own kind of almost culture for the team and the game. But then you also get get to go there, so that's good. We got promoted last season because the previous season in the championship for Watford with almost literally the last kick of the game. And it was a kick in the gut, to be fair. It really was. But tremendous for Coventry United. Great. We'll get over that. But last season, we had a tremendous year, managed to get into the League Cup final and also get promoted back in the last year of what was basically the National League South and the National League North, having to play a playoff at MK Dons. Everybody here will know that now. We won it 1-0 and we're back up in the championship. How was your season last year and how are things starting to look this season for for what I'm going to call the lasses? I'm sorry, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to promote the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we call them. We call them the lasses, yeah. Last season, to be honest, was... Dreadful, to be honest. We, we we weren't good at all. Like, we'd made quite a few signings and everything like that. Um, you know, a couple of players had come back from from other clubs, you know, like the Tyler Dodds and that. And I was really expecting, a, to be honest, quite a good season. I uh, thought we would build on what was an excellent season season before, which is our first year back in the Championship. And I think we'd come like ninth uh, in the table or eighth or something. We had a really good season, but last year we were terrible. I've got to be honest, it just didn't start well. We had a little... Little good run of form in the middle where we beat Palace and then beat Durham, which is our rivals in, in that league. Yeah. Um, took Manchester United all the way in the FA Cup game and then beat Birmingham, who were also a very good side. Absolutely stuffed them away from home. And then after that, we, we didn't, we barely scored. We barely, we, we didn't win. <laughs> and it ended up that it hadn't not been that Coventry were probably the worst team in the Women's Championship for a long time. We, we would have gone down. Had it been this season, now that two goes down, yeah. we would have been relegated. And but since then, to be fair, we've we have, we have turned it around a little bit. Obviously, we went hybrid during the summer, which is a lot better for them. The, the players that we've signed now are fully professional. Yeah. So and the young lasses who are trying who want to be professional can be, and the ones who've still got the work and everything like that. I mean, we've got Megan Bayer who's a firefighter, and um, so she can't commit to be. A professional footballer, they can be still semi-pro. So it's, it's 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 a model that is eventually going to go fully pro. But at the minute, we, we would lose too many players if that would be the case. Ah. I, I quite like that, to be honest. I think it's a good model. And the players that have come in have been superb. I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later on. We've been magnificent. Yeah, absolutely. But last year, <laughs> yeah, no, but absolutely. This year, we are, I think we're the only one who are literally out and out semi-pro. I think everybody's got at least some partial full-time element to it but again similar to yourselves it's uh, at some point in the future when the thing is right when everything is set up correctly to accept full-time then they might move but obviously we know at this moment in time the, the game is in a huge growth mode for the women obviously off the back of the Euros and the World Cup as well. But also we've we've seen, it, it was a fantastic season last year, but we've seen that Gates really ramp up and ramp up. Ha, has it been successful or is it starting to be successful off the park as well as on? 
Not really yet. We sold out, obviously, the Durham game. Well, Durham are 10, 10 minutes down the road. Durham brought quite a lot of fans, and we sold that out. We also sold Manchester United out, but obviously that's one of the best teams in the country coming to play yeah. on home ground. That was like the, the biggest atmosphere that we've, we've had for a long time. And But since then, we, we get around about, I think the last home game, we got 600 fans in, which is all right, to be fair. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. You, yeah. When you see in Newcastle, I, mean, I know Newcastle have got this all, they're just running away with everything, aren't they? But they're getting 1,200 now in the league below us. It's like, can we try and get that to 1,000 every week? I think that's the aim. But 600 was fine, to be fair. And last week against Crystal Palace, the atmosphere was amazing. Palace brought a few fans up as well. They were loud. It was a really good atmosphere. So it's getting there. But on the back of the Euros and the World Cup, I think the club's been a little bit slow with that With uh, as far as the last is concerned, which they're going to be, obviously, with the men still coming up from League One and having the first year in the championship last year. They want to get that in sorted out first as soon as, I'm sure, sure as soon as all that's sorted out and maybe that will back in the Premier League, then they'll focus 100% on the last, I think. So it's getting there, but it's a little bit slower, I think. Uh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Now, those numbers, the couple of games that we played at home towards the back end of last season, obviously things were going well. I think mm. at one stage we had something around like 1,500 for, for, for a league yeah. game on a Sunday afternoon. And then because we had the penultimate league game of the season, we had to win it to be in with a chance mm-hmm. of winning the league in order to go to the playoff final. And it was against Oxford United who'd been up the top with us. And I think that big, but it was a, a midweek game on a Thursday night, but they still brought in about 1,200 in for that. Right. So, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's which, really good. Yeah, which we, we could, because that was at the Vic, whereas, of course, similar to yourselves, that core support of the club, it's good to get it back to the to the full club home ground, shall we say, mm-hmm. than just the women's place, just to make sure that people keep in touch with it. So that's all good. That's all good. So what kind of formation are you guys setting up and playing? What can we expect to see? And then I'll talk about what we're going to do, because I, I think a number of people listening to this won't have necessarily seen the Watford team either so how, how are Sunderland setting up so far yeah so we've like we're more like a 4-3-3 with attacking wingers we signed a, a girl called Mary Matatia this year but she's a Welsh international and she is a lightning so quick and direct and can score a goal so she plays as a winger on the other side it's been a mixture of either Emily Scar or a young girl called Grace Eade who was an England international mm-hmm. under 20 I think at the moment or under 18. It was under 18. She played the day, actually. So it's either them two on either side with Lisa Jupy as our striker. And then our midfield three, which is brand new midfield three of Tash Fenton, who does the sitting. So she's a sitting midfielder, holding midfielder. Got her from Blackburn. Fantastic footballer. And then we've got two other new lasses called Jenna Deer and uh, Katie Kitchen, who swap over. So one got attack, one stops. Then the other one attacks, the other one stops. And they've got a really, that three of midfield have got a really good understanding at the moment. And then your basic four at the back with another new signing who you might know from Oxford last year, actually, because she was there. Uh, she was at Oxford, Amy Goddard. Oh, right. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. About three. She's monstrous. She's absolutely fantastic, though. She's such a good defender, but she is so tall. So she just wins everything at the back. So we play like, like I say, just a four at the back, or our full backs like to get forward. Hello again, it's Justin, and I'm here to share the news that Do Not Scratch Your Eyes have been shortlisted as finalists in the Football Content Awards 2023. The category we're shortlisted in is Best Podcast Football League. Voting goes live on Monday the 25th of September at midday and closes on Sunday the 8th of October at 23.59. Fan voting is done through the Football Content Awards website, Instagram and Twitter. We're asking you to give us your vote. Thank you very much. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's just generally a more attacking formation than what it was last year where we got stuck into just lumping the ball along and hoping our strikers would get on the end of it because they were both quick. Whereas now you've seen us trying to play football and to be fair, they play some very nice stuff. I've been so like, I was expect I was expecting this season to be quite difficult because we didn't know a lot about the new players. We hadn't really seen much of them and everything like that. And you, you don't get the data as what you get, obviously, in the men's game yet, which I'm sure it's coming in very a lot quicker than what it was two or three years ago. Yeah. But we haven't seen them play at all. And then in the pre-season friendly, we played Newcastle and stuffed them. To be fair, we four two should have been about seven or eight, and yeah, it was good. And, uh, you enjoy yeah, that, yeah, Barney? Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. We detected there may have been a certain amount of glee in that statement. <laughs> yeah, it was decent. And to be fair, they brought a lot of fans. It also, was quite funny. But these new lasses all played, all started, and they were all absolutely fantastic. And they've just started the season really well. Hadn't conceded a goal in our first three games. Beat Southampton away from home. South, I think Southampton win the league this year, to be fair. Beat Sheffield United, which was unfortunately Matty Cusack's last game for Sheffield United. So yes. Obviously, I this time yeah. there. No semi-condolences on the Matty because that was a horrible thing. And she was a lovely, uh, lovely girl as well. I met her a couple of times. Really down-to-earth and lovely woman. Uh, and then Palace came came up. It was a top-of-the-table clash and we drew 1-1, scored in the last minute. And... Uh, that was fun, to be fair. It's been a really good, energetic and fun start of the season. And like I say, last year, because we were just so bad and just the, the change. And we lost quite a lot of players as well. So, yeah, it's it's been really enjoyable. But, yeah, a, a, a good, solid attack in 4-3-3 is what we like to do. Right? So, that's, it'll, be, that's... it'll be a good game Sunday. It'll be a very interesting game, I think. Well, I, I think it will be because we're, we're playing three across the back. We're playing a, a, a three, a, a sort of a three slash five or one, if you will, depending on exactly how mm. far up the, the wing backs are pushing. And I think you're talking about some of the turnover in the women's game. And I think some of the idiosyncrasies of the women's game are just really starting now to avail themselves as things about c- contracts or do I have to go somewhere else where I can play semi-pro, just as, as Ant was mm. mentioning there. So potentially players that you can come quite attached to because last season's team that we had will be long-remembered hugely fondly for for, for the uh, aptitude and the attitude that they played with and we were really attacking we had Helen Ward up front she has now retired basically mm. she, you could count on her to, to against weaker opposition to get a hat trick almost every game and at least get one or two against anybody else we had to replace her and we went to the same place as you did we went to Oxford United and we went and got Carly Johns who in the the game that I mentioned earlier on the Thursday night the penultimate game of the league 
it was the quintessential game of two halves. They came out in the first half and absolutely bossed it. And her movement was astonishing. She's not very tall. She doesn't look, she's got quite, she's fairly nippy, but you can see actually where the speed, it's upstairs. It's in her brain. She's yeah. already going. And the quality yeah. of her movement and the quality of her finishing is exceptional. So she scored in her first three games in the championship, which like anybody stepping up is going to be a question of, can I make that jump? That was no problem. We've signed three girls on dual registrations, which is another idiosyncrasy of the women's game with mm. Arsenal and Misha Amiyang. Unfortunately for us, we went to London Lionesses down in Dartford. We lost it 3-2. We were one up and then she got a, a, a knock and we haven't seen her since. And she and Carly Johns really looked like they were starting to partner, which was really something. But an awful lot of the rest of the team that we've got are pretty much fresh this season. The exceptions to those are really Dre Georgiou and Sophie McLean in midfield. Dre Georgiou, commonly known as the Honey Badger. Honey, the honey badger. Yes, honey um, we, we are going to keep that going until that bloody sticks, that nickname, I tell you. And and Sophie are made their points. But a lot of the the real star quality that we had from last season is starting from the bench and coming on. And it, it seems to be that a lot of the team are playing their way in. The first game we played against was against Durham. And well, well done footballing authorities. Watford and the men's team were at home to Blackburn midday kickoff and then eight miles down the road at midday kickoff for, for FA player with the women playing Durham. So it didn't get as many people down there on the first game as, as we'd really like. The reaction from the camp was just completely understand it. it. It is what it is. It's a one-off. We'll get going. Don't worry. But that was one all with Carly Johns getting, getting a great game. We then had that London Lionesses game, which we play incredibly nice football. We play all out uh, because Damon Lathrop, our manager, won't have it any other way. He won't see us just knock it long for no reason. However, last season, we would play with two two out-and-out wingers. We had a kind of a selection of about four. It was a real ridiculous wealth of, of players who could almost border on cheat because they knew we'd retain the ball so well. And then we'd play diagonals in and get them in. We're not quite doing that because I think it's feeling out the championship and understanding that actually if we do that, we might get hit. So we had that. We went away to Charlton, obviously a big name historically in the in the women's game, Charlton Athletic, and we got a, tra- a tremendous three uh, two win. But again, quintessential game of two halves, three nil up at half time, or three nil just after half time, I think it was actually, and and three two by the end, last ten minutes, really having to defend well. And last week, or, or before, I went down to see us, us play Blackpool. Blackburn. I always get Blackburn and Blackpool mixed up. Don't worry. It's somewhere in the northwest. Blackburn. And and pretty much we played them off the park. Yes, they had chances on the break because in the what in the second half they came forward and you'll know this Ant from the women's game when you're talking about somebody and saying oh no she's she's really tall height can be such an advantage from a set piece and oh, yeah. and then their number six I can't remember her name now I think it was Palmer came forward and I was with Colin from YBR there Carlos and I went this is like Renard of France if you've ever watched France in the World <laughs> Cup they have this centre back who's about eight foot four and she just <laughs> and she is literally head and shoulders above everybody and she was up Sophie McLean went to pick her up and I thought cool blimey good luck and it was just Ah, and that was it. So it was a one nil defeat, but the football I think was really starting to flow and really starting to come. So if you're looking to play football, we're looking to play football, different shapes, different formations. And our management team are, I have to say top notch. So uh, I'm sure they'll get going. We went into that shape that I described last year on, on the actual game where we went and commentated on a game. Oh, the fun of that. 
Oh wow! Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because That's I, wouldn't, dream, isn't it? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it was fun. I was hanging out my ass that day. So <laughs> it wasn't that fun for me. It was great. I was up in the uh, in the loft. They saw my ass disappearing through a loft hatch, which wasn't pretty. I grant you that. It didn't disappear though, did it? it you know, no. it slowly made its way through the opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's more than anyone needs to know. And and needs to say him and Justin both basically filmed me trying to come back down, which was equally equal levels of dignity stripping, you can imagine. But there, there's me doing the, as you would, as you would. There, there, there was me doing the normal stuff. There's him hanging out of his ass because he's like 40 and one day, because he was his his party the night before. So he got bladdered. And and Justin was wandering around basically reading things like skip adverts and going to the burger yeah, van at one yeah. point as a co-commentator he leaves something to be desired that's all i'm saying and they left me up there at half time as well so i went to the bar i thought the best way to deal with this hangover is go back to the bar you, you were doing that on medical grounds i think that's only reasonable only fair i think we are going to have to do another commentary because there's no way it can be as bad as last time okay. we finished it with uh, interviewing people on the pitch basically getting in the way and uh, one of our one of our midfielders hopefully be back from injury soon jade bradley was doing like warm downs just warm down runs and silly bollocks there basically joined in for a race and she left him for fucking dust it was great right now this is this is going to be interesting now because carl in his hungover state is going to be doing racing warm down racing against who are we racing against here against bradley number 22 so carl and bradley can you film this peter if you can i'm, I mean, I'm gonna is... i'm gonna try <laughs> okay so this is going to be a race between Carl No, <laughs> All right, here we go. This is... You don't get this elsewhere. No, it, it, he's, it, up, it, he's up, it, he's up, it, he's up, he's up, he's up, he's like a shot. Bradley's taken him. He's absolutely lost that one. Oh, they're coming back as Jay well. Bradley I'm getting out Jay Bradley, she's just dropped. <laughs> she's jogging, he's sprinting. <laughs> absolutely fantastic there. He absolutely lost that sprint there and back. Fantastic. I think that should be a regular feature of any commentary match. I think we should. Avail. I think I think I think the world versus Carl just took a very physical turn. I was in it for all of five seconds, and then she she went away. She went yeah. away. She went away. Indeed. Never mind. So anyway, we can all look forward to the game Sunderland versus Watford. What time is kickoff up there on Sunday? It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Nice, sensible time. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Well, we'll look forward to that. And good luck, obviously, to to Watford women, more than Sunderland, obviously. I have to say that. This is a Watford podcast. I have to claim that, definitely. But if not, if is, is there is it being shown on, on FA Player? Because we had a wonderful first two weeks before the sodding Super League came back of having every game shown on FA Player. It was a joy. It was a nice time. And then Super League started and they've stopped it, bastards. Yeah, so <laughs> it is on our YouTube channel, on Sunderland YouTube. YouTube channel. Normally, our home games are broadcast on that. There was no commentary though, so if some any Sunderland kind of official is listening, I will do it. <laughs> um, I'll get these two lads up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just don't get them handed out. Yeah, before. we'll do it. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's normally on. What I'll do is I'll send you guys the link if you want. After well, once I find out, it's definitely on. I'll send Brilliant, you guys yeah. so you can watch the game. That yeah. would be fabulous. Look at that. Look at that for a treat. We've actually bought. We've actually bought some value somewhere. That never happens here. Oh, my God. 21 minutes into this podcast and we've added value. Only, this should be... It's only taken us three years and 21 minutes to add some value. Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent stuff. <laughs>
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.